What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. Also, our friends at MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. That's promo code HAM and the number one. And DraftKings. Download the app, get in our game, use the promo code HAM. How about SeatGeek? Friends, they're back on board. Promo code HAM. Download the app, SeatGeek, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. 49ers at the Bucks. You called it a must-win game. They won the game. We'll get to the game in a minute, but you know we talked so much about the preseason and about Garoppolo. It was not an inspiring performance, and you know I think for us the last month or so it's been we've we've cooled on the Forty Niners um, in terms of whether or not they're a playoff team, in terms of whether or not they can finish second in the division. I know the Seahawks just got taken to the limit by the Bengals. We'll wait and see how everybody how good those two teams are. But now they go play the Bengals. They stay out there. Youngstown represent. And I'm, I don't think either one of us feels much better about the situation after watching Garoppolo uh, get out intercepted by uh, Jameis this weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel better at all. If anything, I just feel like I've all, I've been feeling like, ugh, I'm not feeling well, good about Well, did you just feel like, like, wait, haven't I just? Does this feel any different than all these years that you watched that game? That was a that that game feels like the symbol, uh, the symbolic game of just bad 49ers years. Just. Bucks Niners and it's just interceptions and one thousand percent. But do you after watching that game? I didn't call it a must win game because I thought like Kyle and Jimmy were taking the world by storm. I called it a must win game because I thought the Buccaneers sucked. And then once you watch that, like do you agree? Why looking the Buccaneers, back, like yeah. yeah, they're just not any good. You have to beat the Buccaneers. Yeah. If you're just gonna be a serviceable team, let alone a playoff team. But the, the number one takeaway, and listen, you get in the NFL, this is not college football. There's no such thing as style points, and that is true. Like, like you just said, Seattle beat the Bengals, who were expected to be pretty shitty, by one point at home. And they were basically a 10-point favorite because, one, it's just hard to play in Seattle. Two, Seattle should just kick their ass. But it's the NFL. Games get close, whatever. I, I just, I, I'm blown away by how bad Jimmy looks, guy. His... Just layup throws and accuracy. Because I was texting with a guy in the NFL. He's like, I'm not really able to watch the game. What's his deal? Does he look skittish? I'm like, yeah, he doesn't. He's not look. He doesn't look skittish or scared. 
Mm-mm. It's his accuracy. I feel like when he throws the ball, I have no fucking clue where it's going to end up. Like you're watching, and I had another buddy text me last night in the NFL that was like, I mean, this is what, if you compare like Brady to Mitch, Brady's like Yoda and Mitch is like an Ewok. I'm like, fuck, Jimmy's closer to being an Ewok too. Like I'm watching Brady just play it. Now he's the highest level. Like he's the sorcery, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even, I've never even watched it. I'm just, you know, the Ewoks. The, it, it, it doesn't get any better than what Tom is. He's mastered the position. Now, I don't expect Jimmy to, like, have mastery levels. But he, he yesterday, I thought there were points and times where he couldn't even function with them. And I'm not talking about the pick six. I'm talking about basic throws where guys are just open in that offense. The staple play of the Shanahan offense is a play-action boot, basically a layup throw that you get a guy on a crossing route, and usually the guys beat him by a couple steps, and it can turn into, like, a 20-yard gain. And Jimmy countless times airmails it or throws it behind the guy where it's not even close. So you go, wow, was the training camp, all the stories about him struggling. Like his struggles are real, guy. And I thought the quote of the day yesterday was John Ross, who had an enormous day against the bank, uh, against the Seattle. Yeah, while wearing a University of Washington undershirt. Yeah, it's just awesome. And he just said like, yeah, listen, guys, I, I had no confidence the last couple of years. And I, I, I'm a big – the power of the mind is fucking no joke. Uh, definitely anything you do as just whatever you do. And I think Jimmy is not a confident player right now it, at all. I, I think he's lost a lot of confidence. And he's, able, he's talented enough where he can kind of patchwork it together and their offense can scheme guys open. But I, I just see a guy out there that looks a little lost, guy. It's, it's kind of searching. It'd be like, you know, you lose your golf swing mid-round. He doesn't quite know what to do, but he's good enough to just make it through the round. Yeah. Well, I, I also... I, I don't know, guy. I, no, I'm, I think I'm, that's fair. I, look, I think he can... I know what we saw. I know what I saw the first time. Like, I know what I've seen before. I don't think that stuff didn't exist. Like, I don't think it was fake necessarily, but I do think... And we'll talk about the team itself. Like the problem with the preseason is you look awful and your sample size is so small, you don't really get an opportunity to recover. So if he's going to figure it out, this is where them just being able to win a few games is going to be a big deal if it just gets him some breathing room, right? Like he just needs some time to figure this out, which is hard because in the NFL, when you're a quarterback, every game is under the spotlight. There's not a lot of like doing the – doing the silent work that nobody sees. Like, you just got to play. This guy has not played games. He has not played games. He hasn't played games. So, I, I, I don't... Well, that, that's, not, where the, that's where the sport of football, like in baseball, you just, like, go through a slump. You just keep playing, right? Right. In the NBA, you just... Well, we just got another game. We got three more games in the next week. Boom, just keep on play through. Goal, even goal, my golf analogy. Well, you fucking just play every day. Even if you're missing cuts, you're like, well, I'm getting multiple practice rounds, and then I'm playing, for, you know, Thursday, Friday... I'm just getting a lot of reps. In football, clearly, like he's getting the most amount of allotted reps possible, right? Throughout the training camp, the practices, like this week in Youngstown. Like they can't do any more work on, they're working through it. But the game reaction and the game action, and I, I'm not trying to compare him to Mitch, but I do think there is, there is some Mitch to him. Like Mitch just needs reps. Like my issue with Nagy was like, you should play this guy in the preseason. Where I do give Kyle credit, he repped it out with Jimmy. He didn't t- completely hide him from the preseason. But the game reps are really the only way where you can 
Because in practice, you go, well, Bosa pulled up on me, or D. Ford pulled up on me, or even Richard just kind of gave up on that play. There is no giving up on plays in games, right? Even you're fucking playing the Buccaneers. I thought the Buccaneers, their defense has to be like, God damn, we played pretty good, right? It was Jameis gave up 14 points. We actually, I thought the Bucks' defense was solid. They were flying around, hitting people. They were, they were doing everything possible to win the game and played Jimmy well. They kind of knew what he was doing. They knew where he was going to throw. And Jimmy, Jimmy just can't hit open receivers right now, guy. And then the and then the covered ones beside the Richie James touchdown, which again he's making thirty fuck or twenty seven million dollars. Like I, yeah, he hit the Richie James touchdown. You yeah, be able I mean, to hit you know what? I, I'll, I'll interject because you know what I always say on that is like that was a great throw. It was. I don't think we have to say like it was. It was a great throw. But if you watch the NFL, you could watch a cut up of any quarterback. You make the, what separates the great quarterbacks from everybody else is you consistently make the plays. I Matt mean, Bar- like every backup quarterback can make that throw. Whether they would have made that exact one in that moment, I don't know. But well, I bet if you look through the box anything. score, beside Miami, I won't even count them. Jameis probably had the worst day of any starting quarterback yesterday. Probably beside Mitch, we just won't even count Mitch. So like Mitch, Jameis, Mitchell. It doesn't get much worse. I think Jimmy's day, minus that throw, was pretty terrible. I I thought he was really bad. And there was a scene in the game when Kyle's lighting him up. Because, I, again, Kyle's an offensive coach. The guy's ruining his offense. Like, as, as happy as Kyle is after the game, he has to be really concerned. Because, again, I, I'm talking about this team. The bar is not just to win six games. It's to compete for the playoffs. And... I know for a fact you cannot make this Niner team is not good enough to make the playoffs if Jimmy's going to play like that. Do you agree with that statement? One hundred percent agree. Like, I, I not even make the playoffs. They don't have a chance to get the eight and eight if he's going to play well, like that. Yeah, and you know why? Like, they who would you say are that? Who are the guys on offense that just jump off the screen? Well, there's one guy, Kittle. Yeah, and he's fantastic. But He's a beast, Jalen, bro. I, I saw Jalen Hurd yesterday. He was in a t-shirt. And yep. I saw Dante Pettis for a second, but he played two snaps. Did have a catch. Solid ratio. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty good. If you play him 20 snaps, imagine how good he would have been. I know. It's almost uh, like the per minute, you know, in basketball. We, he, you know, he averages seven points, but he only plays three minutes a game. So, I, I like, they need their quarterback to be one of their star players. But he, here's one of the things with him. It's like, what I think is really concerning, and this is where I talk about his confidence, on those rollout plays, which early Jimmy, when he first got here, it was like, God, those were easy, easy, easy. And this is why Kyle loves like the Matt Ryans and Cousins, and you watch like Jared Goff. They just hit those plays in their sleep. And Jimmy, I, I'm not some, you know, what's Brady's quarterback coach's name? House, that guy that works at everyone. I, I'm not Tom trying to House, act like yeah. I, I know quarterback mechanics I'm, I, I I don't but I just know on that play in this offense you got to hit that rollout boot you know play I, that's got to be like an 80% completion percentage and the balls Jimmy are throwing guy are going to be completed like 10% of the time like that to me is where Kyle's thinking what the fuck but but that's where I go back to like I uh I agree with that get, but I don't, but, I don't know. But I've seen I mean, him before I, be the guy that I thought could complete that pass every time, right? Well, I'm not saying he, he should be able to. That's yeah. where I think they got to figure think, out how do we get him to be able to do that. That's, that's got to be the biggest elephant in the room with those two guys. they get, they got to figure it out. 
Because yeah. Kyle's frustrated. You even yes. you text me. I yeah. rewound it. When you're like, God, he's getting into him. And you, you can just tell he's... I didn't have the juice to get off my couch and, and video it, so I'm I, glad you did. I, I don't even know that exact play, but it, you can tell it's just frustration of, of Kyle. And this is where I used to talk with offensive think, guys. Was that, after the the pass to, was that after the pass to Bourne? Across the middle where Bourne was wide open and hit off his hands. I can't remember. Well, and Bourne leaped. I mean, would Kevin Garnett have caught that ball? I mean, that thing was... And you could well, tell... It almost got picked. Because it went over his head. When Jimmy... Right when Jimmy threw it, they kind of did slow motion at the angle from the defense. And you can see him kind of grimacing like, oh, fuck. You know, the ball was too high. It's like, Jimmy, one, you don't need to throw it that hard. You can just lob it to him. Hit him in the bread basket. I, but it, this gets back to what I'm saying. I don't think he knows where the ball's going all the time right now. And that's, I've never played quarterback. But for a guy that has always been kind of accurate, I think that's got to, that's why I'm saying he's in his head. He doesn't know where the football's going. Like when he releases it. Because there were a couple plays late in the game, texting with someone, like, God, if the, if the Buccaneers score here, because it was 14 to 20. I'm like, well, if it goes 21 to 20 in the fourth quarter, do you have faith? Now that it, you wouldn't have to score a touchdown to win it, you could just get in field goal range. But like, I don't feel great about Jimmy leading like a 50 yard drive. Do you? Did you at the time in the fourth quarter the way he was playing? Because for a brief second before Jameis threw a couple pick sixes down the stretch, I guess it was just one pick six that kind of ended it. But it was like Jimmy might have to lead a drive, you know, if, if they take a lead. And I was like, ugh. Well, so my feeling, that. I'll tell you, the the moment that I kind of had that whole conversation in my head was after they got the stop on the goal line and didn't, you know, they had some bad, I think they had a penalty that brought a, the Jimmy Garoppolo first down run came back because of a, of a McGlinchey hold. Um, but watching that drive, my thought was just don't throw a pick six here because I don't think Tampa is going to get all the way down the field and score without Jameis doing something dumb. I was more afraid of them just beating themselves right there, the 49ers, and they didn't. But well, not that that's a win. I mean, I guess it is a small victory here. Week one, it's a victory. They they had 11 accepted penalties. They definitely had more than that, though, because there were some penalties where he could just decline because they had to punt. Like, that was the other thing. There like, were so many. Pe- that's the, you're right. That's the other part of bad games. She was like, oh, my God, not only is this game not exciting, there's 55 penalties. Well, there there were... 19 accepted penalties. How many penalties were in that game? 30. Felt I mean, because like not, not a lot of there were so many incompletions, you don't you get to decline a lot. Because when there's like a holding penalty on third and seven, and the dude fucking airmails a wide receiver, what is the what does the other opposing coach go? No, decline, punt, right? That that was happening a lot, but it slows right. down the pace of the game. That game was borderline unwatchable, guy. The the pace of it. It's just, it was ugly. And it was too really, really... And listen, at, at the end of the day, the Bill Belichick motto, you're either coaching or allowing it to happen. Like, Kyle's team's really sloppy. And they're not good enough. With If Jimmy's not going to be good, they're definitely not good enough to be good teams. That's where I think that they really got to figure this out. And I, I my takeaway yesterday, I, I haven't... I just watched it on the red zone. haven't watched the game. But Cincinnati, if John Brown's good... Is that his name, John Brown? John Ross. John Ross. And 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 Di- and uh, I almost called him Dixon Mixon. Like, a- say what you want about Andy Dalton. Like, don't you feel confident Andy Dalton is a much better player than Jameis Winston? Yes. And it's not like Andy Dalton is fucking Tom Brady, but it's he's on a completely different level. Like, he is definitely good enough. If you play, 
if the 49ers play that game at Cincinnati and Andy Dalton just has a normal Andy Dalton game, Cincinnati will beat you. Yep. So I that's where I think everyone before the season and me too thought you got to beat the Bucks because then you got the Bengals an easy win and you got a nice little buffer at two and zero with the Steelers coming in. Right now it's like this is going to be a little harder than I thought. Now that's classic coaching cliche. Like it's the NFL. You can never look, overlook teams, and I get that. But you could overlook the Bengals probably on paper. Now where it's just like, well, maybe I've thought the Niners were a little better than they are, and it's clearly they're not. And the Bengals at home, it's going to be a lot more difficult game than I think me, like the way we would have talked about it two weeks ago, right? For sure. Because I, I give you some credit, and I get week one's week one, so you get whether you're home or away, every team throws a haymaker. Like, I, I watched the Buccaneers, and you go, oh, they suck. I didn't feel like they weren't playing their ass off. Like, their defense was flying around. Ronald Jones was running hard. They, they were trying. It was Jameis just, when you throw pick sixes, when you throw 14 points to the other team, that is, that's crippling. I mean, one pick six, when Jimmy did it, even they were lucky it was early in the game. To me, it's hard you throw a pick six in the fourth quarter, that's just the, the ultimate yeah. kick in the balls, isn't it? And I think when they're – it's not just pick sixes, John. It's when they're as awful of passes as they were. Like, they were horrendous passes. They oh, were, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think Rondé Barber was on the broadcast, and he goes, you know, one of those things, like, you got to just make sure the ball – make sure you catch the balls they throw to you when you're a DB. You just, gotta, just catch the balls that they throw to you. And obviously he did that. He throws a lot of, uh, you know, what's that PFF stat, the pickable balls? Because I, I, his two pick sixes were not his only pickable to balls, To me, right? he throws balls that the DB should get downgraded if he doesn't catch. I completely agree. Like the one Trevavious Moore hit him in the hands. <laughs> like, he, DB should lose points if he doesn't catch that ball. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.